This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, John Roseman, family, well, not really family psychologist is the wrong way to put it. How about heretical renegade rebel with a cause family psychologist john rosemond and let's see i'm also an author i've authored yeah depending on how you count it between 15 and 20 books on uh, children child rearing parenting family issues whatever we call these things today and um uh, i write a nationally syndicated newspaper column that just might appear in your local newspaper, but you don't know that it appears in your local newspaper, perhaps because you are of that generation that doesn't read newspapers. But I'll bet if it appears in your local newspaper, the older people down the street, they know that it's in the newspaper. Anyway, it's in about 250 newspapers around the country, including some fairly big ones like the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the Buffalo News, and the Albuquerque, New Mexico Journal. And by the way, I will be in Albuquerque. Yes, I'm really looking forward to this. Later this month, I uh, I do these two-day small group events called Parent Retreat Weekends. It's actually not the weekend. It's sort of, sort of kind of the weekend because I do these things on Friday and Saturday. They are all-day, two-day events, and I only take 20 people. And uh, I'll be doing one in Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, later in the month of April. And if you're interested, you can go to my website, John Rosemond, J-O-H-N-R-O-S-E-M-O-N-D, J-O-H-N-R-O-S-E-M-O-N-D.com. And you can find more information. And uh, I think there's still a couple of uh, seats left. So, uh Hope to see you there if you're interested. And uh, I'm a public speaker. I go all over the country and uh, talk about this thing we now call parenting. My real qualifications, I've been married to the same woman, get this, for 49 years. I mean, you hardly ever find that in my generation anymore. Uh, My wife and I are definitely an anomaly. We were married shortly after she turned 19. She became pregnant immediately. We had our first child. She was still 19 years old. She was a teenage mother. How about that? But she had grown up in a big family and knew how to take care of children, which I didn't. Praise the Lord. Not for me, for her. And we've been married ever since. We have two 40-something-year-old children who are responsible citizens. uh, And we have seven grandchildren who are, uh, generally speaking, a delight to be around. There's, you know, I mean, kids, every once in a while, they can all become somewhat uh, boorish, as my mother used to say. Someone once asked me, they said, John, uh, it, sometimes it sounds like you don't even like children. I said, what children? <laughs> they sort of looked at me with this stunned expression. I said, uh, what an absurd thing to say. I mean, pardon, pardon my frankness here, but... What an absurd thing to say. Uh, Do you like adults? I mean, do you like every adult you've ever met? No, and I don't like every child I've ever met. 
Um, I uh, I do my best as a Christian man to, uh, to and you know it's it's doing your best and uh, uh, it's it's a high bar to clear, folks, to love everybody as much as you love yourself. It is a very and Jesus knew that when he told us that that was the first commandment, uh, second commandment. Uh, to love your neighbor as, you, as much as you love yourself. Wow, that is a high bar. But as a Christian man, I try to love every child I meet. And the older I get, the easier it becomes because the older I get, the more relaxed I become, the more of a sense of humor I develop. <laughs> Although I've probably had a fairly good one all my life, to tell you the truth. I love to laugh. I hope there are comedy clubs in heaven. If there aren't, it won't be heaven to me. Uh, but anyway, um, and I, and so, you know, children, I, I have a really and truly a special place in my heart for children, but do I like them all? No, I don't. But, uh, 99.9999999% of the time, and when I meet a child I don't really like, it's not the child's fault. So, uh, anyway, that's who I am, and, uh, the show is all about parenting. It's carried on American Family Radio every Saturday afternoon at uh, 6 o'clock Eastern Time, 5 o'clock Central. It's broadcast out of the AFR Studios in Tupelo, Mississippi, the birthplace of ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, Elvis Presley. You're right. You win. Say I'm having fun already. Anyway, so my literary agent is John Howard. Now, that's a very, uh, you know, a with all due respect, John, if you're out there listening, and he and he does sometimes, it's a it's you know it's a nondescript name, uh, but John is hardly nondescript. If you know him as well as I do, uh, he is a wonderful Christian man. He used to be the owner, president, CEO, whatever it's called under those circumstances, sole owner of Howard Books. Howard Books published my evangelical bestseller, Parenting by the Book, which has sold a huge number of books in the Christian community. And even, I understand, people who are not Christians are reading the book, although even though there is scripture on every single page. And so John and I got to know each other, and his wife, Chris, is, is even more wonderful. i got to say that, right, John? Even more wonderful wife, Chris, because... They published that book, and then they sold Howard Books to Simon & Schuster, and uh, John, after he served out his, uh, his required term after the sale as president, became my literary agent. And you are all familiar, whether you know it or not, with John, sort of uh, second-handedly, because John and Chris are the parents of Corey Robertson, who is married to Willie Robertson, who is the principal, they are the principal male and female characters, I guess you could call them that, on uh, Duck Dynasty. And so anyway, John occasionally sends me material for the show. And a couple of weeks ago, he sent me some great material. So I'd like to start off with that. He sent me a piece that comes from Pew Research, P-E-W Research, 18% of today's young adults, 18 to 29 years of age, say they were raised in a religion but are now unaffiliated with any 
particular faith. 18% of today's young adults, millennials, 18 to 29, say they were raised in a religious household, but are now unaffiliated with any particular faith. Nearly all of these 18%, which is basically one out of five, come from homes with lukewarm or nominal faith. Only 11% of United States young adults who abandoned their childhood Christian faith said they were taught a very strong faith during childhood. I'm reading from the, uh, from the press release. Only 11% of young adults who abandoned, who eventually abandoned their childhood Christian faith said they were taught a very strong faith during childhood. So in other words, in other words if you teach your child strong faith, and I'm going to talk about what that means in a minute, there is only a one out of ten chance that your child will leave the faith when he or she leaves home, goes to college, grows up, however you want to put that. So, not surprisingly, the Pew Report says, homes modeling lukewarm faith do not create enduring faith in children. Homes modeling vibrant faith do. So these young adults are leaving something they never had a good grasp of in the first place. This is not a crisis of faith, per se. It is a crisis of parenting in the Christian community. Faith. So the question is, what is faith anyway? So I'm going to attempt to answer that. Although I do not have a degree in divinity, I do not have a degree in theology, I am an amateur theologian. I love theology. I read theological works all the time, um, that and works on the intersection of science and scripture. Those are my two favorite literary categories, theology and reform theology, by the way, because I am, along with my wife, a Southern Baptist, fully immersed member of a Southern Baptist church in New Bern, North Carolina, Tabernacle Baptist, with the amazing pastor, Dr. Scott Gleason. You can listen to his sermons online, and you really should. He's preaching through the Book of Romans right now. That would be Tabernacle Baptist Church in New Bern, North Carolina. Highly recommend it to you. Anyway, so uh, what is this thing called faith? How can we define faith? So uh, even though I am not you know, a master of divinity, a doctor of divinity, uh, I am not a professional, recognized, published theologian, I have an answer to that. And the answer is that faith, this word that we use in the Christian community all the time, we use it a lot, don't we? We say uh, that person is a person of strong faith. Okay, what does that mean? I think we say it without really, uh, you know, asking ourselves the question, what does it mean to say somebody is a person of strong faith? Does it mean that they just attend church every Sunday and, and maybe Wednesday and maybe Sunday evening too? Does that mean they have strong faith? Is church attendance an indicator? Maybe it is, but maybe it isn't. So I think I have an answer. And I'm stretching this out as long as I can because I have 45 seconds to the break. <laughs> and and uh, I want you to stay with me through the break. So I'm not going to tell you the answer or anyway, my answer to that question. 
uh, until after the break. But I think that my answer to the question also answers the question, why are so many kids leaving the faith, the faith, the Christian faith, the church, when they grow up, leave home, go to college, into the military, whatever, whatever. So stay with me because now we're up on the break. I hope you're enjoying the show. I am. So thanks for staying with us. For those of you who have just joined us, I'm John Roseman. The show is called Because I Said So. I'm all about parenting, child-rearing. I don't think my mother called it anything. It's called something today. It's called parenting, like it's work, like, you know, digging, trucking, shoveling. It's (laughs) parenting. It's work now. (laughs) It was so... uh, it was done so naturally when I was a kid. I didn't even know my parents were doing it. It was just so natural, you know. You're a kid. You live with these people. They tell you what to do. You do it. It was very, very simple. Now it's called parenting because uh, today you tell a good kid to do something and he doesn't do it. So it's work now. So no wonder they call it parenting. I just answered that question for myself. Why do they call it parenting anyway? I thought that was a noun, parent. How do they make a verb out of it? So anyway, before the break, I was talking about the fact that a Pew Research uh, uh, poll has found that uh, 18% of today's young adults say they were raised in a religion. Now, this is very important. Only one out of five young adults, 18 to 29, say they were raised in a religious home but are now unaffiliated with any particular faith. Now, that doesn't tell us how many say they were raised in a religious home, mind you. It only says that of those kids who were raised in religious homes, only 18% uh, 18% say that they are now unaffiliated with any particular faith. And what Pew Research found is that neither is that almost all of these 18% that have uh uh, that represent this figure of young adults who have left the faith they were raised in. Uh, uh, of those 18%, most of them come from homes with lukewarm or nominal faith. Only 11% Pew found of young adults who have abandoned their childhood Christian faith said they were taught a very strong faith. During childhood, so in other words, if you teach your child a strong faith, uh, your child will be very likely. There's a ninety percent, nearly ninety percent likelihood that your child, when he becomes an adult, will remain a person of faith. So, I ask the question: What is faith anyway? We talk about it all the time. We say things like "so and so is a man of great faith" or. So-and-so is a woman of faith. Uh, They have strong faith, uh, so on and so forth. So what does it mean to have faith? So my answer is that faith is not expressed by, although people of faith may go to church every Sunday and Wednesday and Sunday night and so on and so forth, 
But that, in and of itself, is not a reliable indicator of faith. I maintain, and I know this is the case, that there are people who go to church a lot who are not, by my definition, which I'm going to give you in a minute, people of strong faith. So uh, it's not about going to church. It's not about reading the Bible all the time, although people of strong faith do read the Bible a lot. Uh, I regard myself as a person of strong faith. I read the Bible a lot. I read theology a lot. I read books on the intersection of science and scripture a lot. These topics fascinate me. I'm, you know, um, I'm one of these guys I say, you know, my parents told me when I was a child, don't ever get into conversations with people about religion and politics, religion or politics. Well, to tell you the truth, those are the only subjects that interest me. If people aren't talking, because I'm a guy who cares nothing about sports, and by the way, I recommend it, guys, caring nothing about sports. It is so emotionally liberating not to care who wins. It just frees up so much space in your brain. I'm absolutely convinced, and I intend to do a study on this someday, that people who care nothing about sports uh, live much longer than people who are avid sports people and therefore waste a whole lot of time and emotional energy on things that don't matter. Excuse me for saying so. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. What is faith? Faith, here's the answer. You ready? Got a paper and something to write with? Because I'm going to give you the answer right at the top of the paper. What is faith? Question mark. Answer, obedience. That's what faith is. When all is said and done, faith is about obedience. Faith is about trusting in the Lord with all of your heart and body and mind and depending not on your own or anybody else's, put that in parentheses, understandings. And you may recognize that it's Proverbs 3, what is it, 3, 5, and 6. Yes, it is. That's what faith is all about. It is a complete dependence upon the Lord for all of your sustenance for your life, for your continuing life, uh, for everything in your life. It is, it is a thankfulness. It is an obedience. It is a sense of anxiousness. It is a wonderful sense of peace. It is the peace that passes all understanding because, you know, God's taking care of the whole thing. You know, he's taking care of the whole thing. You have responsibilities you have to fulfill but your life is at peace because you just trust in the Lord with all of your heart and depend not on your own understandings or anybody else's. For example, I voted for Trump, but I don't depend on Trump. I don't trust in Trump. I trust in the Lord, and I try to be. And and because we are sinful creatures, you know, try to be is all we can do is uh, try to be. Try to be as obedient as possible, and just pray that the Holy Spirit will help us be, as we get older, more and more obedient. And here's what I've found. I found that as you become more obedient, you become more at peace. And I look back over the landscape of my life, and I realized uh, when I did this recently that uh, when I was not at peace, it was because I was not trusting in the Lord uh, I was worried about, uh, uh, you know, things uh, secular in nature. So anyway, how this relates to the Pew poll is this. 
that parents have an obligation to their children, parents of faith, parents who are Christian and who want their children to adhere to the faith when they become adults, need to be obedient. And we need to let our children know that we are being obedient. And, okay, now here's the rub. The rub is that being obedient is not a popular thing. Being obedient is not a popular thing in today's world. And so if you are obedient, if you are truly a person of faith, then you are going to, in the world, stick out like a sore thumb. And the question becomes, are you willing to do that? And for the purposes of this show, the question becomes, are you willing to do that as a parent? Are you willing to stick out like a sore thumb in the craziness that is America's parenting community? Folks, I would not have a radio show, a nationally syndicated column, best-selling books, and a very busy speaking schedule, which you can find on my website at johnroseman.com, if it were not for the fact that parenting in America today is just uh, crazy at times. It, it, it borders on crazy constantly, and it steps over the line very frequently. That's why I have a job. I would not have had a job 60 years ago. People would have said, what do you do, John? And I would have said, I'm a parenting expert. And people would have looked at me strangely. What's that? <laughs> I tell people how to raise children. Well, people don't need that. <laughs> that would have been the response, whether spoken or not, 60 years ago. Why? Because we used to raise children properly. We used to raise children, by the way, a parenting sociologist uh, determined this. We used to raise children, whether people of faith or not in America in the 1950s and before, according to biblical principle. How about them apples? So, are you willing to tell your child that he's not going to get a cell phone until he leaves your house, emancipates? Then he can get, not a cell phone, smartphone. Until then, he can make do with an $18 phone from Walmart that won't access the Internet, take photographs, text. All it'll do is make and receive phone calls. Are you willing to tell your child that? Because these days, folks, this is the kind of thing, this is the issue that defines where the rubber meets the road in American parenting. Are you willing to stick to your guns when your 14-year-old daughter, 13-year-old, 12-year-old daughter is weeping hysterically because she is the only girl in her class who doesn't have a smartphone? Are you willing to stick to your guns? Are you willing to not let your children watch R-rated movies and, and even a lot of PG-13 movies? Because let me tell you, the ratings, you know, right there, they're, they're very unreliable, folks. Very unreliable. Are you willing to screen all the movies that your children want to see before you let them see, it, see them? Are you willing to tell your children that they will dress appropriately at all times? that they will not wear sloppy, sexually provocative clothing, whether male or female, flat-billed gangster hats turned around backwards, pants uh, down around the pelvic bone? Are you willing to be unpopular with your children and stick out like a sore thumb in America's parenting culture at the same time? I maintain that lots of people who claim to be Christian are not willing to stand up 
when it comes time to stand up to your children and just calmly say no. And when your children say, why not? Just say, you wouldn't understand me. You wouldn't agree with me. And so I'm not going to waste my breath and turn around and walk away. This, to a significant degree, folks, unfortunately, is what good parenting is all about in America today. It is about resisting the world. You know, my parents did not have this struggle to the degree that today's parents have it. I didn't have this struggle. I really feel bad for today's parents because they have a struggle when it comes to this issue. It is a struggle when it comes to demonstrating your faith to your children, but remember, it all pays off in the long run. I'm John Roseman. The show is called Because I Said So. Every Saturday, 5 o'clock Central Time, American Family Radio out of Elvis's birthplace, Tupelo, Mississippi. Glad you can join us. Hope you join us again next week. Thanks a lot. God bless.